Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Full Show. My name's Carl Madden and we're here once again to talk about the week's Apple and technology related news and joining me as always, Mr. Alan Vickers. How are you, sir? Hello, Carl. Yeah, I'm really, really good. Thank you. I've had a decent week on the tech front, so very happy. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll find out about it. And also, you made your debut appearance on the Here and There show yesterday. <laughs> I don't think we need to advertise that any further, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm towards the end of the show, I think I might advertise that a little bit. Also joining us this week, once again, Dean Murphy, the creator of the Crystal Adblock app. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Do you mean having you? You come every week. <laughs> You're just a little chair with your name on the back of it. You know, it's... Thanks for uh, keeping me keeping a chair reserved. Thanks for, for me, not kicking me off the show, Carl. Is what you mean, basically? <laughs> yeah. You're our uh, Google correspondent. Don't forget you that. are oh, actually God. today. Yes, yeah, so Google had their little show, but we're going to get to that in a minute because the only person that bothered watching it is Dean. So Dean's <laughs> our Google correspondent this week. So if he's got any hate towards Google, his email is his, his, his Twitter is <laughs> at Crafty Dino. I don't want to get any of it. So just to make sure you direct it in the right direction. <laughs> But firstly, <laughs> so what have you been up to, Alan? I, I, I know you had a bit of a disaster last week with your, your MacBook Air and High Sierra. Yeah, I was putting off uh, trying to fix that because I thought it was going to turn out to be really bad because the High Sierra update just completely knackered it. It just went around a, a boot-up loop. It wouldn't boot up at all. But in the end, I set aside a couple of hours to investigate, and all it took in the end was uh, one of those um, internet uh, reinstalls of the operating system you know when you hold down a uh, command and uh, option and r as it's booting up and then it, it gets a clean version of the operating system from the internet and after about four hours it took um basically the end of the story is it's all completely fine i've got a perfect high sierra installation and all my files which i thought were surely gone uh, are all, all absolutely fine it's just like nothing ever happened so uh, there was some bug, I think, in that, in that original High Sierra update. There's some sort of issue there, I think, which they've resolved in later versions. And I just got unlucky and a few other people that yeah. we know got unlucky as well. Well, I've got, I've got sitting on my machine at the moment a software update, a Mac OS High Sierra 10.13 supplemental update. And one of the improvements is improves installer robustness. <laughs> so that might no, be There we go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just one this morning, actually. So, yeah, been update week, hasn't it? Or update fortnight, this has been. That's it. And, of course, the good thing about update week or fortnight is we get to hear about everybody's woes and troubles. And, <laughs> and I feel sorry. I mean, it, yeah, if you're doing something and it suddenly changes, I do feel sorry. But uh, it, 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 anybody who's dealt with computers for any significant amount of time knows this is what happens. It's impossible because human beings create code and... I mean, I mean, look at look at like the most popular win operating system on the planet, the Windows. There's always bugs because down human beings code the damn things so until they're yeah. done by machines. <laughs> there's going to be bugs, and and no matter how big the the uh, open access programs are, the beta programs, they're still going to get through because you know it takes certain people with certain setups to hit this bug and, and set off this weird system that will suddenly trigger some event that someone hasn't put a colon in or something I, I yeah know. and there's always there's always things they slip in right at the very last thing which haven't actually been beta tested at all yeah. secret things they wanted to keep secret off of the iphone launch or just extra little <laughs> sorry little what was that let's go back to that statement a minute there alan <laughs> what secrets an iphone launch? <laughs> well firmware <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly no there were a few though they did slip in a few things um towards the end which were only were never in um a uh a, a beta version at all so those those things are effectively only tested by apple not by 
the millions of beta testers. That's true. That's true. In fact, the uh, the Wi-Fi bug on on the watch apparently was 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 only discovered because because the engineers were taking it out and they were what was it what was it they were doing they were doing something like they were so the reviewers were going out with this bug and they were disconnecting their phone they was putting it in airplane mode right mm. and and then because the way they kept a bit quiet about this Apple I got to say but the way apparently the, the the watch works on LTE is 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 actually using your phone back home or wherever it's state, uh, stationed. And it's actually then forwarding the calls onto you. So what a lot of the reviewers were doing who was having the issue, they was putting their phone out, they were taking their phone with them, but putting it in airplane mode and thus actually accidentally, unknowingly, cutting off the access to the watch at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> So it can't. It, it can do things via iMessage and stuff like that, I believe, and FaceTime, but it can't actually do the real carrier network stuff. If you turn your phone off, it's still got to be connected to the network somewhere, and then that receives the the message, and then that passes it on to your watch through the eSIM. Oh, that sounds weird though, because mm. I, I thought the whole point of it having a SIM of its own meant it could talk to the mobile network mm. for, vo- for things like voice calls and stuff. It, it can mm. for voice over IP, but I think, but not not for proper cell thing. I mean, it only works on 4G anyway. It doesn't work in the UK, it only works on 4G. I don't believe it works on 3G. There's no aerial in it. And our technology is no. a bit limited, which we're going to get to in the story a little bit later. But yeah, mm. I mean, there's all kind. Of, mind you, they, they did keep that kind of quiet <laughs> during their presentation, I've got to say. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the other thing, talking about the watch, though, another thing that's delighted me since the updates, I've only got a, a watch OS or Zero, whatever you call it, Series Zero, but it's got the new watch OS 4 on it. And the the way they've now changed the now playing screen mm. so that it just pops up whenever you're playing a podcast, in my case, on my phone, which is all the time, basically, I just get this really handy on my wrist now playing screen with the uh, all the controls on it. Play, pause, skip back, skip forward, you know, your, your Casper advert avoidance button, <laughs> call it. And, um, and even um, if you use the Apple one, the Apple proper now playing screen, you even get the volume control on your digital crown, which, which is fantastic. And yeah. one thing I noticed after I did the update, because I listened to all my podcasts in Overcast, the thing that popped up on my wrist automatically was actually the Overcast app on my watch. And that's a little bit buggy still, I think, and it was very laggy. So the play and pause didn't work reliably, and I was irritated by it, really. And, of course, that because there's no public API to allow developers to do this, there's no volume control either. But what a tip I've got for people who are in that same situation is just delete the Overcast app on your, on your um, watch, because it doesn't do the uh, you know, the offline listening anymore anyway, so there's hardly any benefit in having it there anymore. By deleting it, whenever you play uh, an Overcast podcast on your on your phone, the thing that pops up on your watch then is the, the proper now playing screen, and that is ultra responsive. It never never misses a beat, instant instant response, and you get the volume control on the digital crown. So for me, that transformed the whole thing. It made that that so called now playing screen from an irritation to a brilliant brilliant feature <laughs> I use all day every day it's fantastic it is i do find it another aspect of that as well is if you go out walking or running or something and you're using um obviously your 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 um exercise the activity um selection um you Mm -hmm. also now got really easy access to the now playing screen it's just a slide over and it's all there you used to have to go in and find Mm -hmm. it and it was a it was it was okay at the time it didn't seem that bad but it's only once you started using it a lot you suddenly realize this is a bit of a pain and it's only now they've offered something much more streamlined that you realize how bad it was in the first place but yeah so now i can 
now I can see what I'm doing, like the, my exercise length and, and, and whatnot. And if I want to get to whatever I'm listening to, and I'm, I'm now taking out just my watch and my, my Bluetooth earphones and going on my walks and stuff. And it's just a flick of the finger across and you get to your now playing. And because it's got multiple playlists on there now, which is another fantastic feature, I've mm-hmm. always got something I want to listen to, like my favorites or my chill mix or, or anything else I've decided to sync up. And it's, it's mm-hmm. really not liberating but it, it feels like more freeing and more yeah yeah and it it does it's a little tiny little thing and if you haven't got an apple watch you'll think what the hell are you going on about carl that sounds so minute it's pointless <laughs> but when you're actually using it it's a fantastic yeah, yeah. little feature well something as small uh, and just glanceable as the watch you need it you need everything to be just right don't you? you you do need these little details to be right to make it usable and they're getting there by increments. Every every release has been a massive improvement. And the current one, I think, is you know by far the best ad. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, we'd hope that, won't we? We want it go want to go backwards. <laughs> yeah. This update is rubbish, mind you. I do hear that as well. <laughs> iOS yeah. eleven is rubbish. We talked about. <laughs> uh, Dean, you have any any experiences? Any experiences? I've had a lot of experiences this past. <laughs> any we want? Any you want to share? <laughs> Obviously, <Yes. laughs> I will. Um, Talking of experiences, I went to see. Um, I just I went to see the new Blade Runner film last night, and it was an amazing piece of sci-fi, and I'd highly recommend it to everyone. Mm. Mm. Into that kind of thing. Um, as for more technical experiences, um, I've been playing around with the Mac Mini that you gave me a few weeks ago, a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I haven't got it working yet. <laughs> <laughs> are you not I taking? Can... Are you not taking to Twitter and complaining about this? Because that seems to be the norm nowadays. <laughs> No, um, I've got um, I've updated it and installed a few things on it, High Sierra and everything, and I can connect to it in my local network. I'm trying to access it remotely as well and set up as a VPN, which I think I've set up correctly, but it's not working. I think it's my home network, <laughs> yeah, not forwarding the right ports, and I've got a weird home network. So I'm gonna have to maybe plug it in manually to the router and do a bit more work on it. But <laughs> it's getting there. It's making progress, and I'm hoping to get a VPN. I working. always. I always get super nervous when I start playing with ports because I always got this horrible feeling I'm going to open the wrong one and expose yeah. myself to the internet <laughs> and then 4chan's going to get a hold of me or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrified. Whenever it says, like, one, one of the services I use, uh, open port, but I think, no, I don't want to do that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll just think, I'll just not use this service. But, uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, I finally got it. I finally got my EE SIM. I'm holding it here in my hand uh, with absolutely no additional help from EE customer services. I just thought, screw it, I'll just buy one. And uh, so I am going to put this in probably later today or over the weekend and then hopefully try and hook up my watch to it on the same surface as well. Um, now, <clears throat> so the reason that EE is the sole carrier in the UK is is not that offers uh, cellular capabilities. It's not because it's just an exclusive uh, deal that they've got with Apple. It turns out that EE is the only UK network that has the capability uh, to share a number across from a hard SIM to Apple's new eSIM. And hmm. and this apparently is the limitation at the moment. Now, obviously, obviously, it's, it's fortunate they got one, hmm. at least one U- UK company interested in, in doing it. But now because a lot of other customers have cried out to their various carriers that they also want a service, that they are also apparently like the likes of Th- 3 and Photophone or whatever are also looking mm. into it. But at the moment, so it's not necessarily an exclusivity that EE is signed with Apple. It's just a technical limitation for the other carriers at the moment. Mm, that's interesting. Just so they're the only one that can share the same number between two devices then. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, I, is he a big company? He is one of the small ones, wasn't it? Wasn't it made up of Orange and someone else? Didn't it get bought out by BT? Oh, did it? <laughs> it's a lot smaller then, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it was Orange and T-Mobile merged together, a joint venture between Deutsche Telekom and Orange France. Oh, okay. I know the history. I used to work there. Of course did. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, they, they basically use their two networks to or two child companies and merged them together to make EE. And EE got sold off to BT. Now BT own EE. Because BT, BT um, spun off um, O2 all those years ago. Yeah. They? Just, just when mobile was getting interested, they sold off their, their mobile arm to O2. This is getting really yeah. complicated. Three, EE, BT, <laughs> O2. Oh, my God. One to one. BT net. Yeah. It's, oh. it's a lot of acronyms, but... um. Yeah, that makes sense. Orange used to have this feature, which no one, no other carrier used to have in the 90s, where you could share a two numbers coming into one SIM, mm. which was very useful for a business number and a personal number. So, you know, have one phone and two different lines coming into it. So I think it's probably using a similar sort of technology to have one mm. number across two SIMs. So they used to experiment with these features that didn't really catch on in the mainstream, but had like some useful applications. Mm. Well, doesn't yeah. O2 offer the... Um... The voice box, the the voice box. What am I talking about? The the voicemail stuff, the digital voicemail, where you can skip and go to whatever one you want because they they're the only one that offer they're the only carrier that offers that services on an on an, on an iPhone. They used to. Okay. I don't know if they still do. I can assume they do. I don't really get voicemail, so I can't really check. Well, it's because no but one um, likes you, Dean. That's why no one calls you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, been... They're not willing enough to leave a message anyway. <laughs> no, no. Um, I tell you, I tell you, what, I looked, I looked into my O2 account to just check the upgrade details because it's upgrade season on my account and it tells you your last three months usage and on average, well, average, on average, your last three months usage. I use like eight minutes and four text messages. Oh, yeah. man. and the rest is all just data everything's data you know if it goes yeah. through iMessage or FaceTime and FaceTime audio I use that a lot yeah in the case of the Apple Watch it is a bit unfortunate that they don't offer an option that just says you know go to go to any carrier you like don't bother with the voice services just get the data on that, that built in SIM because I wouldn't I'm very tempted by the uh, the new Apple Watch uh, Series 3 with LTE but not, not for making phone calls I, I just want it to have uh, access to data when I'm away from from Wi-Fi or away from my phone, I don't really need it to share the same phone number as my my uh, my phone because I hardly ever use that anyway. Yeah, we did say before it was announced that we'd be more than happy with just data on our device yeah. on our watches. So uh, it, it, I mean, it's it's one of those situations again. It's it's just like 4K. It's where we're in this sort of fluxy period at the moment, and it'll be great when it all finally gets sorted out. Mind you, it, it does. <clears throat> I do. I do like these companies who push, and not necessarily just Apple, but anybody, any other companies as well that can push a technology on and sort of force some of these carriers because it seems to me okay i know they got a business to run but it seems to me sometimes they are darn lazy at upgrading some of these carriers they just want to stick to the status quo and pull in the money for offering the same services that they've used for god knows how many years and sometimes it's an addition a feature from one of these big tech companies that forces them to upgrade because the rest of their clientele demand it all of a sudden yeah yeah exactly and you see the power of the iphone here don't you as well as the apple watch in this case the power of apple in other words the fact that ee are the only people that can currently support apple's latest thing 
puts them in such a powerful market position in Britain at the moment. You can imagine the others are falling over themselves to catch up. <laughs> well, that might be the case if it wasn't for this tiny little factor. That although EE may be the only carrier in the UK to offer cellular services on the watch, it doesn't mean it's been clear sailing. A number of customers have been frustrated with activation issues. Many have reported receiving <laughs> error messages during the activation process itself. Messages such as... Activation failed. Error code 019. Error code 007. That's the one you want. <laughs> the James Bond error code. <laughs> or or this account is not ready to use your Apple Watch. Um, EE's advice, if you get one of these codes, is not to keep trying and just give them a call because you're just going to keep getting the same error, unfortunately. The good, the good news is that once you do contact them, apparently the issues do appear to be resolved once they're aware of them so there are hmm. some teething problems at the moment and uh they had about they had about four or 450 uh people on their on their forum complaining about this so that's yeah. something else i've got to look forward to when i install this new sim <laughs> i don't want to call it i don't like talking to any human beings anymore <laughs> apart from on the show obviously i don't like calling help centers i mean that's what i mean no. oh no you get passed from pillar to post, don't you? And country yeah. to country. Before you wait, on, wait for hours before you get to speak to anybody. It's, it's, it's not fun. It's not fun. And uh, but it's, it's but again, yeah. So it is teething problems. I mean, I don't know if other countries are having issues, but I, this and it makes it a lot easier to track because E is the only one, as we say, in this country has got it at the moment. So 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 it's it's a bit embarrassing for them. Um, it's not quite a coffin fit, but it's it's quite embarrassing. Mm. But but yeah, I mean. I'm sure I'm going to activate mine over the weekend and I'll report back next week if I have any issues. Obviously, first I'll take to Twitter and complain about it first because it has to be done. But after that, I shall get through it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Well, we got some announcements this week. It wasn't just um, it wasn't just Google. We also had Sonus, but we'll do we'll come we'll deal with the Google one first first because they're obviously probably Apple's biggest competitor. And the only person here, the only reporter here, <laughs> I put that in quotes by the way, was yep. Dean. You're the only one daft enough to sit through it because well, I had I had I had Star Trek to watch basically. By so, by sit through it, I I had it playing on the iPad while I was cooking dinner, and my attention wasn't so fully there. <laughs> right so what did they announce now I, I know they announced the pixel 2 and i know uh, according to that 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 uh that service that I, I quoted the other week with the iphone the dxo who measure how good these cameras are apparently it blew all alpha cameras away it got 90 a rating of 98 now again just like i said with the iphone i have no idea what that means because it showed <laughs> i did flick through the article and it did show some lovely pictures and to me they all look the flipping same so i have no idea what it's talking about <laughs> but so so dean what are they offering by the way just in just before we carry on have they taken away the headphone jack in the new pixel 2 Yes, they have. What? <laughs> but for those of you that miss it, there's a forty-four dollar dongle you could buy. Hang, whoa, hang! Did you just say? Did you just say forty-four dollar? <laughs> actually, actually, no, that's a different dongle. They're saying. I was it's, no, I think it's. I think Apple's one is like nine, ten dollars, and this yeah. one's like twenty dollars. No. I think they're sending a twenty-dollar dongle to. Uh, wow. Well, hang on. Yeah. Why isn't the, why haven't I read this anywhere then? Why have I not heard this from <laughs> 150 blogs? Ah, no one's going to buy this phone. To be fair, I'm sure, hang phone. on. I'm sure someone's going to buy it. <laughs> it's. I know. I know one person in my big circle of Android friends, which isn't that many. Um, 
who has the pixel mm. and no i know no i've never seen a pixel in in real life apart from this one guy who i, I know who's got one um and even he thinks this one isn't that good for some reason he thinks mm. but um i'm not saying that i think it's a great phone i would if i was picking an android phone i'd pick this one but the thing we could go with i don't think they've just got the reach to get it out there like they don't seem to have a lot of carrier deals in place they don't seem to market it in the right place i don't see big billboards for example with you know pixel 2 coming soon mm. pre-order this day you know I, I can buy it now and when can i get delivered for i can probably get delivered uh next day if, which if is the actually thinking about it that's kind of ironic since they're one of the biggest advertisers on the planet or advertising exactly. companies yeah. Yeah, exactly so yeah i can order them today and it's delivered october 17th you know in 10 days when it comes out um so i just don't think many people buy these phones i mean they're great to watch and great to look at the presentations but these aren't selling like the iphone I or do, anywhere close to the Android equivalents, you know, Samsung, mm-hmm. well, I, Samsung, I guess. I do. It looks like a very uh, pedestrian design, I think, as well, even compared to other, you know, leading Android manufacturers. Well, say Samsung. I mean, I haven't got much time for Samsung or their products, but they're at least physically, their their modern phones look great, don't they? And whereas this thing just looks ever so plain and uh, utilitarian almost. Yeah, I really like. The product design of all their other products but the phones for example the pixel just has a really big like forehead and really big chin and it just looks mm. so dated compared to you know what we've just seen with the samsung and apple doing the edge-to-edge displays i do when i <laughs> do definitely put a sexy notch in have they haven't <laughs> <laughs> embraced the notch no <laughs> i do i do kind of question when i do see uh people on various tech sites compare like yeah they always say oh yeah the pixel or the iphone pixel or the iphone and i'm thinking that's not the comparison you should be making it should be the pixel and the samsung the s8 or or whatever they're up to because that's the comparison it's i i still believe if you've been ensconced in the apple apple ecosphere for any amount of time it's not just the hardware that you've invested in you've got all your photos in the cloud you've got You've got um, all the services you use. You've got various music streaming services. You've got a load of Apple applications that you bought, maybe iTunes things that you bought. And and it's kind of every year it gets harder and harder to pull away fr- from that captivity, if you, you, you will. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got, if you've been on Samsung and you've you've used all the various Android services and a new Pixel comes out and you like the look of it, you just migrate. There's nothing stopping you holding you back. There, I, I, I might, there might be some Samsung uh, services that you can't get on, on the Pixel, but I, I very much doubt it because they're all based on the, the Android build. So when, so when people say, like, oh, you know, they're going to pour away iPhone Apple customers, I, I, I don't believe that. And I'm sure it will pull some people away. It always will. You know, some people who are just pedestrian and they just get in to the shallow waters. But I don't believe it's going to pull anyway, anyone who's waded in deep. It's just, but if you're on HTC or you're on LG or you're on Sony, anything on that Android platform, it's just, it's, it's pretty much seamless as far as I'm aware to go from one manufacturer mm. to another. And that's what they should well, be worried about. I think about. you're right. That is a good point. I, I think iOS has become so sticky now. It, it does stand out on its own, doesn't it? It's almost like a diode. You can go from Android land across to iOS, but you, you hardly ever come back. It's a, it's a, a unidirectional migration, whereas all these Android phones, all of which are good in their own right, mm-hmm. they cannibalize each other, don't they? They keep on leaping ahead of each other one by one, but it's 
it's hard it's hard did you see that article actually this week from a guy that he seemed to desperately want to migrate away from ios back to android he seemed to be a bit of an apple hater and yet he was on ios and he, he sort of reluctantly concluded that he couldn't do it. it it would be too disruptive to his life to uh to leave the sticky ios uh, inf- uh, ecosystem behind he just couldn't do it and that's someone that really wanted to do it and just couldn't do it practically. It's it's a crazy situation. I mean, I've got no. I mean, I've I've dabbled over there in Android land, but I've I, I would never jump. I know. Again, once it comes around to an OS update, you'll hear lots of people going, "Oh, this is rubbish. OS is slow. It's draining my battery." Blah blah blah. And and yeah, they're they're legitimate arguments. But you know, if you've been around in in the Apple Apple sphere for any amount of time, that they're going to get fixed over time. Granted. But uh, they're going to get fixed, and the phone's going to save on battery. I mean, they've already had two updates <laughs> since the update came out, and already people yeah. have seen significant increases in battery life. But uh, like I say, these things were expected. Uh, the alternative is you go over on, and I don't want. I'm not. I don't want to come across as I'm slagging off Android. I'm not. It's just it's a perfectly good platform. Everything I ever see Android present, it seems perfectly, you know, perfectly well usable and serviceable and and you know i have a bit of an issue sometimes with with how much they seem to be spying on me for i mean but that's how they make their money fair enough Uh, you know that going in that's why most of the time their services are free not always but most of the time um and and you know whenever they do an update like they're what they're about going oreo is is oreo already out i say i don't even know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but then I, sh- I shouldn't know because I don't do an Android show. But uh, yeah, I mean, but the, we all know the adoption rate, even though there's vastly more Android users out there, that the, when you mm. come to the latest OS, and not because it's an all singing, all dancing, glittery thing, but purely because of security updates and whatnot, it's very few people on it. And yeah. and I, I, t- I sometimes worry because I, I now do my banking on my phone and I don't even like doing it on my machines just in case I've been... <laughs> compromised in some way I'm not aware of. But I'm pretty damn sure that my application from my bank on my device, which is locked and secured and bolted down, isn't isn't compromised. And I'm I'm quite happy to do my banking, you know. Uh unfortunately mm. I haven't got vast sums of money in there. So but apart from that. But uh, mind you, you say that about the I say that about the Mac. There wasn't there a, um a story this week about the passwords being hidden in plain text. Now I didn't see I didn't fully read that article i know dean made a joke about it on our, our chat room but <laughs> that's about all i know about it unfortunately yeah this was to do with um what's it called the file vault i think file vault oh, 2 okay. when you encrypt your hard drive and uh if you just in case you forget your password there's a hint isn't there you can put a hint in um and of course if a thief nicks your machine and tries to decrypt your disk they'll they, they'll see the blank password field and they won't know what to put in and they could tap the hint and they could see a cryptic hint maybe and maybe they could work out your password but probably not but they certainly can with this particular book because instead of putting hint up for you it put your actual password oh, <laughs> so that was a hell of a hint it's like uh, what's the hint to this password well even better here's the password try this wow that is bad so it's basically looking at the wrong field <laughs> I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty fundamental. Simple bug to fix, no doubt, but very embarrassing. Wow. Now, now, that's no oh, wow. No, well, okay. There's no no defence against that one. Well, that's pretty bad. And again, why I don't do my banking yeah. on my actual mach- like hardware machine, uh, big machine. But, uh, Tim Cook said these are the greatest hints we've ever offered. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh my God! That's that's terrifying. 
Oh, well. Well, I'm glad it was spotted early. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so what else did they announce, Dean? They announced... Um, I'm just going to riff off the existing product names that other people have called them. They've got the Amazon Dots now. But Hang for on. They got... Google. <laughs> You can't. They, what, they got what, what are they calling it? They're calling it the because it's the home, isn't the it? Dot, the Google Home Mini. Okay, a mini home. Home, home Mini and the Home Max. One is Google, uh, Amazon Dot, and the other one's like the HomePod, just like mm. a big, good quality speaker with mm. the Google stuff built in. Um, and one's designed just to be a, a little tiny one that you leave around the house, and ideally have a little Google box listen to you in every room. That's the that's the big plan here, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um. On their phones, on the camera, they've now got live photos and portrait mode, uh-huh. which is uh, quite nice. They've only got one camera on their phones, and they made a big point of saying, we don't need two cameras, and we're not going to hold features back for the bigger phone. We're going to have the same features across the small phone and the big phone. But um, from the images I've seen from the, the press who have posted photos of the portrait mode, it doesn't look that good. Like It looks more like a blurry image than like a natural blur. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but if you see... Two side by side, an iPhone eight portrait mode and iPhone uh, and a Google Pixel portrait mode. You, you can instantly tell the difference. So, has it got no means to sense depth then at all? They do it in software and and slightly hardware. They do some strange technology which I don't quite understand. Where they break the the, the sensor breaks the pixels into two and has like a left side and a right side, and that gets it that allows it to sense depth basically. Oh, uh, like two eyes, like a binaural vision sort of thing. Essentially, yeah, basically. Mm. But um, it's not as advanced from what I can tell as the Apple. Let's just put two cameras in. And also, it hasn't got the advantage of having a you know an at two x camera that has that natural zoom on it. Yeah. Uh, so does that. Um, but then they did get a higher mark by two points on the DXO mark, yeah. whatever the hell that is. Exactly. But- <laughs> I don't know. I know, I know. I know Alex. Alex Fox, uh, the professional photographer. I knew. He knows who that is. I'm going. I'm meeting him tonight. I'm going to ask him what the hell they're they're on about. And I know they make a camera as well. But that's about all I know about them. But it was kind of funny because when when the iPhone got their rating. In the comments, there was loads of people from the Android camp going, Apple's paid you off to blow them. And now, now, they, uh, now it's an Android phone that's got the biggest rating. In the comments, there's a load of iPhone users saying, Android's paid you off. <laughs> I think um, John Gruber got it right because previous to the iPhone 8, uh, I think that DxO rating, top rating was given to, maybe it was the original Pixel, I'm not sure, it might have been, or, or a previous Samsung, something like that anyway. And he called it BS. He said, this is a co- completely arbitrary measurement that, that there's no sort of science or rigor behind it. So you can't believe a word it says. And that comes the iPhone 8 and it, that went to number one in the DxO ratings. Yep. So quite cleverly, Gruber came out and said, it's still BS, it means nothing. Because <laughs> he knew damn well, I suppose, that in two or three weeks' time, there was going to be Pixel 2, and that would take number one. So it's... he can now say again, with total consistency, it's still BS, don't take any notice of any of this. Yeah, you can't give a numeric value, like such a, they try and do this very scientific points-based yeah. system, and that's very mm. hard to do for something subjective as a camera. Like if I look at their shots that they made of the Pixel versus the iPhone 8 Plus, they put example shots of both phones on the Google Pixel 2 review. I prefer the iPhone 8 shots because they bring out the skin color more and they do this advanced editing. They do this yeah. like, slight editing. So I prefer the editing there, that the iPhone 8 does. There is a point, I mm-hmm. think, where because it's photop- photography and, and it's not it's not technical photography. It's like portraits and, and you know, 
your holiday snaps and things. It becomes subjective. It's not just the technical aspects of the the photograph. It's the it's the the passion behind it. It's the feeling behind the photograph. Mm. And and I think you can now at this stage. I think it kind of becomes pretty pointless because you can take virtually. Um, any of the big manufacturers' top-end phones, and you can get a fantastic phone image out of them. They still don't compare to the DS, you know, the, the big professional cameras, and there's no mm. reason why they sh- ever should because you're talking such a difference in price uh, and glass yeah. that they use. I mean, for example, you can buy a £3,000 lens to stick on the front of your camera. I mean, your phone's not going to mm. be able to... Co- compete with that but then they're not meant to they're meant to compare to the crappy little kodak instamatics that we used to have in our pocket we don't have anymore they're not trying to replace dslrs in any shape way or form i know some people try and suggest that they are but they're not they're to reply to the they're to replace the little what's it 110 film cameras that we used to carry around in our pockets and stuff <laughs> yeah uh, and they were or even, even modern even modern point and shoots apart from the yeah. massive zoom lenses that they had yeah in every, in every other way the the current iphone photos are better for things of ordinary people that use them like oh. millions and millions of people across the world are taking the best pictures of their family they've ever taken because it's the phone's always in their pocket and it takes these great photos and it and it um uses this new digital photography technique to make them look give them the wow factor the pop factor and so yeah millions and millions of people are delighted with that and that's exactly what apple's aiming at i've always i've said to missy time and time again there is a video for her to shoot to create out there where she is the wedding photographer and she turns up with an iphone <laughs> i'll tell you it's, it's a whole scene there it has to be done by someone but uh, yeah i mean I, I, for me they've gone way beyond i mean i can the only thing i've that normally lets all of them down is is low light photography, unfortunately, uh, which is a shame because yeah. I spend most of my time in pubs. But uh, <laughs> yeah, because they either whitewash you out. Uh, I, I think it was a pixel. It might be an, an LG. It was an LG. I was I was um, a do about a year ago, and the guy I have no idea what the phone was, but he, it, it produced a nice picture of us all at the table. But the bloody flash blinded me. It was so, so bright. I thought I, I just saw that big green blur for about five minutes afterwards. And, of course, when I take one with my iPhone, it, it's serviceable, but you have to be fairly close, and it still looks a bit naff because, because of the way... The way it does the pre-flash, you know, to get everybody ready, they think that's yeah. the bloody shot. <laughs> so they, they see yeah. the flash, they start moving, thinking I've taken the picture, and then it does the picture. But, uh, yeah, oh, well. But because uh, they never do that on the professional shots on the stage, do they? No, everyone's looking wonderful and beautiful and sexy and, and well lit because they know to keep oh, still. Um, just on that front as well, you know, did you see that rather impressive uh, video Apple put out to show off that new studio lighting photography with the iPhone 8 uh, and 8? 8- Eight plus, isn't it? Where there's, they got that that woman. I think she's from some pop band, and the the music track that plays is from her band. And she is walking down the street, being videoed and photographed with the new spotlight modes. And the, the images look stunning because all the background suddenly goes black and dark and moody, yeah. like she's on stage being lit by a spotlight. And it, it is really, really impressive. And then you read these real world experiences that people are having with the iPhone eight plus, saying, "Well, oh, and the studio lighting seems a bit beta to me. It seems doesn't really work." And then someone else pointed out that. In all Apple's videos and all their promo shots, everyone's got short hair, including mm-hmm. that woman. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, if you've got proper hair, uh, it, it messes up all the depth sensing. It looks a little bit amateur. So hopefully I, by the time it comes out of beta, they'll have fixed all that. I also don't like that video that much because it implies that you can do it in video. Yeah, yeah. It's, it does blur the reality a little bit, yeah. 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 So if I, if I didn't know better, I'd watch that and go, oh, wow, you can do that in video. No, it's stills, but they don't. 
it's 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 salesmanship but uh, I, I think if anyone's watching that video thinking wow i'll get the iphone because i can mm. do that with my videos they're going to be sadly mistaken i think yeah i suppose they're probably trying to suggest that it does show it to you in real time doesn't it while you're composing your shots yeah but things that's are not moving video. in real time <laughs> no it's not video it's not recording it but it does it does work in real time while you're composing yeah <laughs> uh, uh, anything else dean that they announced that we should be looking out for probably the last thing that we should gloss over is the gopro that they launched which is um this little <laughs> tiny camera gopro google clips it's called google clips it's this <laughs> It's like a smartphone camera, but without a smartphone attached to it. So it's just a camera. And you kind of turn it on, clip it somewhere, and just leave it. And uh-huh. what I can guess, the, the special algorithms, computery stuff, works inside of it to capture what it thinks is interesting, what it thinks are good shots of you and your family. And the whole premise is there's always someone behind the camera and they get left out. So we can just clip the camera anywhere you can do an activity and it will produce what it thinks is the best memories of that. Uh, so let me get this straight. <laughs> let me get this straight a minute. I guess, cause I could yeah. be wrong here. A company like Google that makes this money from selling all the information about you wants you to clip to yourself a streaming camera that captures every moment and then picks out the things that it thinks are interesting that you want to see. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just add from the verge, they put this nice little line in Google clips, dodges any laws against wiretaps. When the camera is on, the LED blinks to let everyone in the room know they are being photographed. Right. And it, uh, only ca- <laughs> so, it catches soundless video at 15 frames per second, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or soundless video and photos at 15 frames. Is this the thing that also like detects when people are smiling, so it takes a picture then, because it figures yeah. it might make yeah, a nice I, photo? I like that technology. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it tries to pick what um, pets and faces and... <laughs> It kind of recognizes faces over time and knows, like, you know, that's a stranger, don't photograph them, and that's your child, photograph them when they're smiling kind of thing, if you're doing some, you know, I don't know. Hmm. It's it's a very interesting premise. It's a weird idea for a camera, you know, you just leave it and do something and hope that when you come back you can have some nice photos, but you've got no idea what they are. That's quite a nice little idea. It reminds me of the old days where you take the film in and you don't know what photos are. You know, you find, like, a block of film (laughs) from, like, months ago. You go to develop it and you can't remember what's on it and or if they've turned out any good at all and yeah <laughs> okay well i gotta say i've i've not i mean i'm I'm not in the android sphere obviously but i've not really seen many of these stories surface on any of my feeds so i'm not i'm not too i'm not no. too sure how well they've been received but um i knew there was a pixel well, so two. that's about it so, one of the uh stories that did emerge carl wasn't about what they announced but rather what they didn't say anything about and then subsequently took off their web pages is their um, Android Wear watches. They all seem to disappear off the no. web page. Really? Yeah. So, they, yeah, they all went out of stock. So you couldn't you couldn't go to the Google um, Android Wear web pages and buy any of those Android Wear watches anymore. Mm. So I don't know whether that means there's, you know, imminently they're going to announce a Pixel watch or something or whether they've just given up and ceded all the ground to Apple because Apple clearly owns this space now, doesn't, doesn't it, with the yeah, Apple Watch? I can't imagine they would because they'd be, they'd be crazy i mean the fact is that what apple's doing proves i mean no matter if you like the watch or not it proves it can be done so that Mm -hmm. that might just means mean android or google decided to go away and rethink it maybe and come back to it i mean what about samsung i guess they're still offering their ones yeah i assume so yeah yeah so they they got their own operating system on them is it that tyson thing well yeah so i don't know i i I mean i think they'd be crazy to leave because it it obviously is a growing market um Mm -hmm. that that guy we went and saw dean um uh, I've forgotten his name. Do, do oh, 
Horace, Horace Deju. Yeah, so he wrote a report the other week about how well the Apple Watch is selling, and he, he's using some figures. And he's normally uh, well respected on, on anything he writes, and he, he reckons they're up to like in the millions again. They're they're just the release of the Apple Watch uh, version 3 has has sparked it on even more. So I'd be amazed if Apple, eh, sorry, if Android just, of Google, sorry, decides to just get mm-hmm. out of that market altogether, that would just be um, very short-sighted. And I don't believe they're, that sh- they're short-sighted at all. They, I think they've just gone mm-hmm. away to regroup again. And they've done it before. Uh, they pull things back and they regroup and they, they put them out again. Yeah, they, they would absolutely like- love to have Google on everybody's wrist, so they're, they're not <laughs> going to give it up. But they've, uh, they've, I think they probably conceded their current go wasn't good enough because it's gone off the market. Yeah, one Sorry, thing I like about yeah. the... Um, I was going to say, one thing I like about the Apple Watch, I've noticed the variety of people wearing them. It's not just... I mean, when I go to WWDC, I just see like <laughs> just a bunch of, you know geeky apple nerds just wearing it we were wearing our apple watches that's what you expected but i started seeing a lot of more people in public just wearing them just like you know all races genders etc everyone's just wearing a lot of people not everyone a lot of people wearing them which is mm-hmm. it's kind of like breaking into the mainstream a little like slowly slowly but breaking into mainstream a bit more and i think um with the series three not having to actually buy one now you can just rent one from a carrier or you know buy one through a carrier mm. and pay a monthly payment rather than you know 300 plus pounds for an apple watch that has a potential to um you know when you're going to buy a new phone say hey do you want to buy a watch as well you know they, they upsell you and sell you the watch contracts and you know it works well with this phone and it does this 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 yeah and especially with ve they've got that six months apple music for free so you can have the mm. music on your watch you can have it on your phone have it everywhere yeah so i, I can see it growing quite a lot and mm. um, one last thing from the google announcement which i completely forgot they announced a, a new MacBook. Sorry? <laughs> Why have you named every other thing apart from Google stuff? I don't, I think uh, for me, every time I saw a new product being announced at this Google thing or a new feature being announced, it seemed like a catch up to some to something else in the market. This just seems yeah. to be Google's catching up and they've done a really good job. They've brought some really good looking products out. I'll be honest. Um, they have brought out a new Google Pixel book, mm-hmm. which. Um, it's a laptop. You can fold it over to have it as a tablet. Um, so is it still just a cloud device, or has it actually got some like an OS that you can actually it, store stuff on now? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. It seems to be very similar to an iPad. I don't know. I don't think it's Android. I think it's still Chrome OS that I've got on it. Oh, so yeah. Um, I think it's still Chrome OS. It comes with an Intel i5 i7 processor. 10 hours of battery life um, and a 512 gigabyte storage. So yeah, it's got some storage in there and it's got quite a good variety of apps. They're getting Instagram on there, Snapchat, which is weird for it. <laughs> when you say a good choice, a, <laughs> a good choice for, um, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine using Snapchat on a tablet, laptop hybrid. It's... I thought you was going to say things like Photoshop <laughs> and Word no, and no, Excel. Yeah. <laughs> and he went Snapchat and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I think of my own uses here. Um, no, they've got uh, like, Adobe Lightroom, I assume it's the mobile version, not mm. the full desktop version, being a more mobile device. Um, Adobe Lightroom, VLC media player, so you can play movies and any videos you want to throw at it. Mm. It seems like a good product. Starts at a thousand dollars, yeah, nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Mm. Comes with a they got they bought the Apple Pen as well for it. Did you hang on? Well, what did you just say? A thousand dollars, basically. A thousand dollars. Yeah, this is their premium <sighs> Pixel Book. Wow. And ninety-nine dollars for the Pixel Book Pen. No one's going to buy it, are they? It's just as a, Again, a product look, without someone a will, market. Someone will. No one is a big statement. Someone will buy. It. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, a, a rounding error will buy it. Well, the, no, the previous <laughs> yeah. Pixel wasn't the the previous uh, um, laptop Pixel was also about a thousand dollars, wasn't it? So well, yeah, it did the give one a load really away. tall screen. Yeah. A really tall screen. I remember that. I mean, the Chromebooks are great if you're if you're in school if you want to give it to like children. Uh, the the lower end ones anyway, a couple of hundred quid ones they're great yeah if you, if like you... the hp ones that cost like you say two hundred dollars tops that's yeah. that's the market for chromecast really. yeah i mean if you oh, sorry, want for chromebooks exactly if you want things like access good access to google docs and and, and the various google services and and uh, probably office now as well online uh they're great if you don't want to go the way of a tablet then yeah they're fantastic for that if you if you're used to a, a physical keyboard it's just i don't know it's one of those markets that i can see why it should exist but i don't think it's ever going to be huge well not among, in mainstream anyway but i can see it. it's good to exist because it's very hard to get malware on there because it basically you shut it down and it starts up fresh every time um it's not like old windows machines where you can get infected just by going to the wrong site if it gets infected just shut it down and start up again as far as i know yeah across all these products they've been pushing the software a lot um, and there's three really cool bits of software that i really like one is google assistant which is kind of like the google equivalent of siri mm-hmm. but you can type to it but it works silently <laughs> But it works. Yeah, I really like the idea that you can type to this assistant and yep. it will just, you know, because if you're on a computer, you just want to type. You don't want to talk to your computers. I don't know. Um, second is Google Lens. I don't know if you've seen that. They announced it yep. back in June. Is this, the one, is this the one you point at foreign languages? Basically, you can point your camera at anything and it will search it. It's, oh, yeah. I think they marked it as search is what you see. So you can point it at a restaurant and it will show you the name of the restaurant, the you know how many trip oh, advisor yes. you've got reservation details so you can just like just point it you know if you're in a foreign country just point it at something and it'll tell you what that building is uh any details of the business that works in there so that's a really good thing that's coming exclusive to the pixel 2 no. first. bloody ex- oh, first. exclusively first <laughs> but it's gonna roll uh, it's part of a big giant advertising platform essentially because you know you're going to be in a it's basically an extension of Google Maps mm. in in a, like, in a wider sense. So it's going to get what rolled out, I'd imagine. Um, and the last thing is Google Translate, where they had it on the AirPod, not the AirPods, what they called Google Google headphone pod things. I think that's the name of them. <laughs> Wasn't you right the first <laughs> time? I think, <laughs> considering everything yeah. else that you've said so far. Yeah, the Google the Google AirPod equivalent, which I forget the name of, but they're I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Um, they had a good demo where they brought on one of their employees who's a native speaker in Swedish, and she was wearing these Google AirPod-style hmm. Bluetooth headphones. And he was speaking in English into his phone, and she could hear the translation in her ear, and then she would talk by tapping her ear, and then he would hear the translation back. Uh, both one's English, one's Swedish. So just had this little conversation on stage. Um, hmm. And that's quite a cool so feature. You, Google Translate no, on the iPhone does something It's a universal translator. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Babelfish then. Yeah, yeah essentially. That's fantastic. But, um, was it using? Did yeah. do it in real time then, Dean, or was there, did you have to speak it first, then wait, or was it doing it in real time? She spoke, he it heard. Was, yeah, it was speaking first. Like you finish your sentence, and then it translated the whole sentence for her. So it wasn't uh, like a live translation, word for word. So it translated yeah. a sentence, which is important because you can't really yeah the context word. Yeah, exactly. Context changes mm-hmm. in different languages. So but Google Translate does that already on you know the, their apps, mm-hmm. but this is kind of i guess an evolution of that essentially so, so if she didn't have yeah. the earpods would she have been able to do it on a phone if they both had phones mm. would it work then as well is that what they were suggesting i'd imagine so i'd imagine so i think the first thing you'd have to say in a foreign language is 
can you talk into this phone so I can understand you? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just jamming up a phone into some person's face who doesn't speak a word of English and just send them, just talk, talk, talk. You know, they're going to think you're recording them or, you know, you're streaming them or something. I don't know. Wow. That I just, know. I just, all those translators in the UN must be getting a bit worried now, I think, with that sort of technology coming along. Because, uh, or mind you, it could create an international incident without meaning to. But then what's new? <laughs> yep, and one last thing I'd love Apple to copy. But Do you know how many one last things that you've done now? Is this about the fourth one? This is the last, last, last thing. One, one last thing. Um, they're still pushing their free photo backup storage okay. for all the photos that you take on your on the pixel yeah they said like google pixel owners are more likely to take x percentage more photos than an iphone user which is a very weird well how do they know that i don't know look (laughs) at the numbers the google pixel only sold like between one and five million copies of devices compared to you know a billion ios devices so i don't know how they you know averages (laughs) don't work out at that kind of scale but that seems a bit weird free free photo storage was only only till 2018 though i read because they um after that date they're going to only store them up and they're going to upload them to their cloud at um, what they call is it high quality rather than original so at the moment you get the completely unprocessed raw mm. original file for free in the google cloud but after 2018 you're only going to get a, a compressed version which i think they call high quality mm. that sounds yeah. about right yeah well photos is the becoming the big thing i mean i don't see i don't understand how google would know how many people upload to their photos to iCloud because the whole point is they should be able to see but maybe they're comparing how many upload them to the google service maybe i, I i'm not sure but uh that's weird. Well, um, thanks for that, Dean. Thanks for going undercover, so to speak, <laughs> in your kitchen. But <laughs> yeah, that was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, they weren't the only people who announced something this week. Sonos also had their announcement, which they plugged about a month ago. It seems so long ago since they plugged their upcoming announcement. Uh, and they finally held it, uh, an event in New York City. Uh, they announced the Sonos One, its first speaker with integrated Alexa Assistant. This is going to be available on October 24th for $199. Uh, Sonos One's internal Makeup includes a Class D digital amplifier, one tweeter, seems a bit, okay, one tweeter and one midwoofer and can sta- still read a person's voice as the music plays. Uh, in 2018, support for the Echo Dots and the Apple's AirPlay 2 will be um, welcomed also into the Sonos family. They also uh, started up the beta program, so you can now correct, connect your current so- Sonos speakers to your Echo device. And I have, I actually did that the other day. And, and it works quite well i mean it's very limited at the moment to what it can actually play if for example it only seems to want to play stuff if you've got a prime account from their service it doesn't work with spotify and definitely doesn't work with apple music but if you're currently if you currently start playing music on the sonos from those services and then tell the alexa uh, to pause or turn up it works then it just you cannot select what track to play from the echo to the sonos at the moment um but it does work with Amazon's own services, and it works quite well. It's it's a bit of a, a rigmarole to sell up. Um, you got to go through and sync up your services and get permissions and attach speakers to various accounts and stuff. If you just go to their website, uh, Sonos.com, it, it, there is a walkthrough on how to do it. If you want to join the beta program, but remember, beta program's not secure. Well, it's pretty secure, but it's not one hundred percent hammered on. So there might be bugs that you'll be inviting into your system. So just be aware of that. But it does work nice. If you if you do start talking, it turns to Sonos down, so you can obviously hear what you're saying, and. Uh, it's pretty seamless once you get it set up. Hmm. So at last they that's did that. I mean, this is that's an interesting strategy, isn't it? I mean, and and 
Amazon's energy as well with its new uh, Echo devices of various different shapes and sizes and mm-hmm. higher quality ones and all that sort of stuff. It, it's a hell of a more complex market now than when Apple originally teased their HomePod, isn't mm-hmm. it? I mean, the HomePod's going to be born into a, a market that's saturated with pretty decent um, hi-fi yes. quality speakers that have got intelligence, which uh, and must not, be a worry for Apple. Well, most things probably are, but I, I don't know. Did I ever care? I've, I've never seemed to care <laughs> about, yeah, okay, you've all done it. Now this is our turn. That's their their attitude. Uh, it's, you know, it might be a bit pig-headed, but it just seems to be their attitude. Uh, Amazon, sticking with Amazon for a moment, they've also expanded their messaging services to the Echo devices, the ones now in the UK, Germany, and Austria. So only a sort of various Echo devices can now use them to communicate with each other and leave messages and i've tried this i set it up with alex and, and and dr richard harkness and you can just say if you know the person's address you have to give it permission to scan your addresses so basically anyone in my address book i sold you out i'm afraid <laughs> just to make sure it worked uh so i can now say call alex call alex or call call richard and it's it's nice you can have a a, a hands free conversation with them and it's really clear most of the time. You can also do it through the apps as well. So if you're out and about, you can open up the Alexa app and call someone or leave them a message. If you leave them a message, you just say <clears throat> Alexa, send a message to blah blah blah. And it asks you what the message is. You speak it. They hear it at the other end, and you also on the app get a transcribed message of what the actual message was as well so it's it's quite nice i mean i can see some advantages of using this services as a quick handy thing to drop in on people um i did i did disable the drop in feature because i <laughs> i don't want suddenly yeah. people suddenly listening to me in my bedroom not that i'm doing anything most of the time anyway but <laughs> no but that's a bit <laughs> of a scary feature suddenly suddenly someone drops in on you but uh no i mean the rest of it seems quite nice and uh Quite a nice addition to us at last. Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of more released things, IKEA has expanded its smart bulb business by introducing one coloured bulb to its range. The bulb currently comes with a hardware remote, unfortunately, so you have to buy them both together, even though it will if you use the, the hub work with uh, HomeKit and stuff. However, some of the early reviews are saying it's a bit flaky. Mind you, if you're buying it from Ikea, I don't know what else you have to expect. <laughs> a few colours left over at the end of the process, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, I mean, it's great. I mean, it's a lot cheaper. They're a lot cheaper than the Philips, but that's all, yeah. all the reviews I read. It's a bit flaky. It doesn't always work. So, I mean, if, if that's the case, it's probably software. And as we all know, as we discussed at the top of the show, software can be fixed. If, if it's a hardware issue, that's sometimes trickier. I got my um, my Wemo bulbs that I got uh, talked about last week a bargain price of fourteen pound for two two bulb uh, sm- uh, starter set. I got that connected through you know me to uh, Amazon um, Echo type skills you know mm-hmm. so it works. But <laughs> with one caveat, I can now say you know Amazon lady in a cylinder, uh, turn on the living room light, and it goes okay. It takes about half a second to say okay, and then in, if if I'm lucky, about four or even five minutes later, the lamp comes on. Oh, <laughs> no. honestly, it takes that long. I measured it between four and five minutes. So who, who knows what's going on there yes, well, between uh, Amazon's infrastructure and Yanomi's and then Apple's? Who that's, knows? That's weird because that's normally, mm. it's normally quite instant for me when I turn on my my uh, Harmony Hub. If I tell it to turn on the... Yeah, that works fine. That's instant. I can turn on my telly and change the channel and change the volume all all over the air, just speak into the air. But but, uh, yeah, this light, uh, I don't know what's going on in Wemo land that's causing this delay, but I'll crack it at some point. (laughs) There is a a hub coming from Wemo. 
to work with HomeKit. So eventually, if you want to spend some more bucks, uh, it might not be an issue for you much longer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, we got one rumor, but I'm not going to bother with it because it's pointless and it's not going to affect anyone for months. So, so I won't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's pretty much it for 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 this week. Uh, we just get on with the with the outro. So, Mr. Alan Vickers, where on earth can we get hold of you, sir? Well, pretty much just on Twitter, uh, where I'm called Storm Gorelli. I see it. And as I said at the head start of the show, also this week on the Here and There show, you're you're not only <laughs> have you been on British Mag doing the Mac and Mouse is it the Mac and Mouse? Yeah, the old Mac and Mouse theme tune. Yeah, they did that jingle. I did that year for the pub. ago. That's it, for the pub. Not only are you on that mm-hmm. show now, you also make a, your debut on the Here and There show. So if you want to hear Alan's wonderful pipes, just head on over to the Here and There show and, and download the late episode. Uh, it's good. It's good fun. Um any any projects for the weekend? No, I've got it all out of the way. All the hassles out of the way. <laughs> now I've got my MacBook Air rebuilt and everything's working fine. I've moved my router to my uh, my uh, hall right next to the the socket. And my, so my network connectivity problem over, I think. Although, as we discovered just before this podcast, yeah. I seem to have some problems on my Mac itself in core audio. So I think I'm probably going to have to diagnose that somewhere. somewhere. That, that's why, listeners, if you're, when you're hearing this back, every now and again, there'll be a little skip in Alan's audio. Which is mm. the issue, uh, and we we haven't figured it. We haven't got to the bottom of it at the moment, but uh, hopefully that's. <laughs> We've trying for about two months, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, doing all kinds of weird stuff. It's it's weird. Oh well, but uh, and we'll get there eventually, and it'll be we'll we'll produce a show with excellent audio. Well, I think is it. It's better than other shows that I've heard anyway. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But uh, also, uh, so Dean, where can we get hold of you, sir? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Crafty Dino. Or you can find my app on the App Store. Just search for Crystal Adblock. Uh, any any projects for you this weekend? This weekend, I am going to Prague. On he's off Sunday. again. Alan, he's off, off again. again. Off again. Such <laughs> <laughs> a jet setter. Bloody hell, man. Um, I'm off to Prague for a, for a, till a week on Tuesday. So just over, a, just over a week. And I've just bought today, which I didn't know came out. Please don't judge me. The new Dan Brown book. <laughs> Why would I judge you for that? Is that? I don't know. There's a lot of hate for Dan Brown, but I really enjoy his books. It just, yeah, so there's a new, um, a new book came out three days ago. I only found out today when I saw it in the shops. So I thought, okay, I'll grab that. So I've got a book to take with me as well. So. I can't believe you bought a physical book. I don't like eBooks. Huh? I, I love technology for everything, but I prefer. I've tried Kindles. I've tried iPads. I've tried my phone. Nothing works. I like a good physical hardback book and there's room in i make room in my case to take a, a good book and you got the hardback yeah i only come out t- uh, three days ago so you're, you're even more old school than me not even a paperback <laughs> for you oh no i want to sit in first class with my hardback leather bound book <laughs> <laughs> yes i'll be uh getting my slippers on on the plane <laughs> have my pipe well you are in first blanket class. on me <laughs> tartan blanket i normally have to go in the toilet because that's normally bigger than my seat <laughs> i'm in cattle class I am. oh dear me not much fun when you're six foot seven i'll tell you now oh well um my name's carl man you get hold of me on twitter at claw 0101 uh you get hold of the show if you so wish at mac and forth and that's pretty much it for this week like i say you can also get hold of us on google plus and on facebook if you so wish if you want to get in touch t- email us the show it's mac and forth at gmail.com and i think that's pretty much everything so until next week all I'm going to say is stay safe and be nice to each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.